Welcome to the Q4 Impact Podcast, where we challenge the cultural norms of aging through scripture, story, and conversation. Welcome back to our Q4 Impact Podcast. Today, I'm with Ron Regenstrife, and we are going to be tackling the topic of seasons of life. Particularly, we want to address the season of the fourth quarter and how our faith in God can actually be the most robust it ever has been. Ron, welcome back. Well, it's great to be doing this. It's great to be doing it with you, and it's great to be tackling this topic. I love it. When I gave that brief introduction, I spoke to the fourth quarter. Just so we are all on the same page, will you do a little explanation as to what we mean at Q4 Impact when we say fourth quarter? Yeah, I'd love to. You know, uh, the way I'm wired is I'm kind of a little mathematical in my approach to life. And, and so recently, as I passed the stage of 70 years old, I, you know, looking at, at life, I have divided it kind of naturally into quarters. And uh, certainly as a 70-year-old, I'm in my fourth quarter. It's it's the last quarter of my life. And and those of us, you could make an argument that that stage could start at 60 or 50. Uh, and you also could present the, the possibility that we don't even know when we're in the fourth quarter of our lives because some of us uh, don't get to spend 80, 90, 100 years on the earth. So I think these topics we're going to discuss are important for many, many of us. I, I agree with that for sure. Now, in your blog, you share the perspective that you believe the fourth quarter, wherever that may fall, is actually the most difficult. What has shaped your perspective on that? Yeah, I, I just think about these kinds of things. And as I'm experiencing them myself, you know, certain things are very true, like uh, attending memorials. Uh, it's just, it's the way it is. As you get older, you have more occasion to have to attend uh, memorials for people that you you love. Your certainly your older relatives begin to to pass away, and then your friendships. You know those that you're in your same age category. More and more of those kinds of things take place. So um, you have that part of it. You have the the reality that as as hard as we try, there's definitely a little bit of a physical deterioration that happens for some of us more than for others. But you can't get around that fact that there are things that you used to enjoy that you maybe aren't able to enjoy as much. Um, relationships challenges can be more prevalent in this stage of life as people age, as the complexities of relationships uh, continue that also can can be harder. Financial pressures, the you know the pressure of medical bills, doctor appointments, changes that are happening all around us with our family, with our friends, with the political environment, all present I think unique challenges to this stage of life. 
and I would make a, I think a good case that there's a, there's more difficulty in the end than there is at the beginning or middle. So before those listening start to get a little depressed or discouraged by all of those things you just listed, I know that that is not your intent to in describing them. Rather, it is to highlight that this is a season that we can still find joy and purpose. So let's talk a little bit today about how you go about experiencing that. Yeah, you know, it is, uh, I think I learned and continue to learn that our relationship with God uh, tends to develop closeness as we face challenges. It, it's really not necessarily so or not maybe even so at all that the more positive our lives are, you know, the closer we get to God. I think the way we're created is there that the presence of challenge, the presence of pressure, the presence of difficulties then can almost not force us, but certainly encourage us to, to make our relationship with God of more importance than anything that makes our relationship with God more important is going to result in a benefit to us and to our outlook. So though the difficulties may be on the increase, it gives us this stage of life can give us kind of a time to reset and to step back a little bit and say, you know, this is the final scene of the movie. This is the final story, series of stories of our lives. So I think it can make it easier to prioritize our relationship with God. And that's what I'm endeavoring to do. And I'm, I feel, I feel like I'm seeing growth happen in me as as the season continues. I love how you speak to that gift of time that being in the fourth quarter of life can often bring. And I know you and I also spoke prior to doing this podcast recording that a lot of times those challenges that happen to us physically make us all the more aware of our neediness and our dependence on the Lord too. And coupled with that, um, with the gift of time, it it can kind of create a new opportunity. Would you be willing to share a bit of how this plays out practically in your own life? Yeah, it does. It, you know, it was an adjustment for me, Susan, uh, when I officially stopped working. I, I don't even like to use the word retirement, but <laughs> when I stopped working, you know, the phone didn't ring as much, and uh, and my my calendar became you know, much more open. So, you know, that presents, you know, almost a void in our lives or, or a, you know, a blank space to decide, well, how are we going to fill that time and, and that uh, availability? And so the one thing that, that was a real plus was, you know, instead of having to wake up really early 
and know that you have a meeting at, you know, eight o'clock and you got to get out of the house at seven or, you know, even a seven o'clock meeting, you got to get out of the house at 6.30. Now you have more time in the morning to say, I'm going to take more time in my devotional life. I'm going to try to increase the amount of time I have for prayer and for study of the scriptures. And so that's certainly one benefit. And then you have this challenge. And for me, I, I, you know, I think I chuckle at the, the temptations or the, the distractions that are there. So, so this is time for confession. Is it right, Susan, if I make a confession? I think we all, all relate to confession. <laughs> well, you know, growing up in the 60s in New York, uh, being the young boy that I was, I loved baseball and I loved sports and and so baseball cards were just a part of my life back then. And you'd flip them and you'd trade them and you'd, you know, it was just, I don't know, it was just a fun thing. So here, here we are years and years later and, and realizing that those cards that we used to put in the spokes of our bicycle now be worth, you know, millions of dollars. And so there's this whole thing about collecting baseball cards. So my confession is that I started to collect some cards, and and uh, it's it's an interesting dynamic of of how much pleasure and joy I just get from seeing these things that are connected to my past. But with that pleasure came the 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 recognition that wow, this can really take over big portions of my life. I mean, you could spend hours and hours and hours and hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, participating in this pleasure of baseball cards. And so you, you have to recognize that, you know, having limits, evaluating exactly where to set boundaries in whatever that pleasure might be, baseball cards or whatever hobbies you might have, because mm -hmm. the, the ability to have this time allows for another kind of experience. And I'll just share that we, my best friend, Mike Goldstone and I have a friend that goes back 30, 40 years. And unfortunately he's had a number of physical challenges and, and has been living in an assisted living facility has had a couple of strokes and, and so, and he's lonely. And so a few weeks ago, we uh, decided to bring him uh, breakfast, locks and bagels, and, uh, and visit him. And uh, we spent probably an hour and a half, two hours there. And when we got back uh, later that day, we got a voicemail from him just expressing with tears how much it meant to him for us to spend that time. And he said it was the highlight of this year. And, you know, so mm -hmm. it's, you, you have this potential and opportunity to, 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 you know, decide I'm going to do more of that because people can, it becomes easier to just be a blessing, be an encouragement to other people. So... I love that story. Thank you for sharing it. It it really is that great um, kind of contrast between 
pleasure-seeking activities and those activities that have eternal value and are done as unto the Lord. It makes me think of my own sweet mom. She's 88. And at that age, she is deteriorating physically. And yet I witness regularly her love of the Lord growing leaps and by leaps and bounds. And out of that relationship, an increasing desire to continue serve. And that's harder than it used to be. But in this last year, she has now started volunteering at our own church's food pantry. And I know that she's a blessing to people there. And she herself is filled with the joy of the Lord as a result of that service. Yeah, I think it reminds me of, I think, a verse that we mentioned in the blog in John 15, where, you know, what's what's our purpose? Why are we here? And I think that's a good question for all of us to, to ask ourselves. And this particular portion of scripture brings attention to us bearing much fruit. And so, you know, that's the, a, the purpose or a big part of our purpose it's not to make it about us or to make it about, um, you know, what pleasurable things we could just spend all our time at. It's, it's really how, how much of an impact, how much of an influence, you know, how can we encourage, how can we inspire, how can we come alongside? And, and, you know, something else that we mentioned in the blog is that people don't change with time. We change by choice. So we have to be willing to to look at these things and to be honest with ourselves and to and to hold up, you know, the 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 teachings that we've spent our lifetime listening to at church and reading in scripture. Uh, we want to live the way Jesus is asking us to live. So I love that. That is a wonderful challenge for each of us, no matter what season we're in. It it makes me think of the passage in Psalm 1, talking about that tree planted by the streams of living water that bears fruit in every season, and its leaf doesn't wither. And that is what we're called to do in Scripture, irrespective of the stage of life in which we find ourselves. It made me think when I gave the example of my mom, um, she is blessed that at 88, though her physicality is declining, that she can still get out and do such a thing as serving at a food pantry. But a lot of times an 88 or even a 68-year-old couldn't do that. And that I think is important to bring out because it's not necessarily about the doing the things. What is it really about, Ron? Yeah, it's it's not a list of making a list of all the things you can do. It, it's really, it's who are we? you know, who have we become and what are we becoming and how connected are we to Jesus? You know, is, is he the main focus of our lives? And it's part of just the, we just have to be careful to make sure we're being influenced by the Holy Spirit and by the scriptures, not by the culture. So, I guess it's this is a time to just ask our audience, you know, to to throw out the challenge of where is your heart, you know, where where is what are you focusing on? What what 
you know, what is your the treasure of your life? And to be realistic and to be honest and to take inventory of, you know, what your life consists of now that you're at this stage. Um, because we all need to be inspired. We all need to be reminded. We all need to be convicted. And because when we are, then it, we have the opportunity to be intentional, to say, you know, maybe I've drifted a little bit. Now it's time to really be, there's never been a more important time to be serious about our relationship with God. And here we have this fourth quarter of life, and it's such an opportunity to, to do those things. So... Absolutely. You have definitely given our listeners a lot to think about today. Thank you for giving such a positive challenge. And I've enjoyed our conversation. I look forward to next week already. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Q4 Impact Podcast. Please make sure you're subscribed to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on so you continue receiving encouragement and practical tips on how to live your fourth quarter continually impacting the world around you for Christ.